0: You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network.
1: Welcome to the end of Bad Movie Month on the Oz Network, as we are wrapping it up with the movie that started 9-11, because it opened on 9-11. Wow. Later, <laughs> <Litter>, uh, <laughs> the movie that Mariah Carey used to end a lot of lives. 9-11. Um, <laughs> the, the, the start of and end of Mariah Carey's movie career as well. Uh, almost well. the end of her movie career close but uh something she had to read about it, it basically mike myers her and the love guru uh, but this movie had all the ambitions in the world to have a soundtrack that would stand at test of time a movie that would stand at test of time oh, and a movie that hiding. brings breakfast we- <laughs> to colin uh. uh but it is as we've said a movie if that's what we can say about it it is a movie uh my name is colin is he black is he white we don't care He's exotic. I want to see more of his breasts.
0: (laughs) Not my quote. Um. And, ladies and gentlemen, Titsy the porn star.
1: well glitter this is uh i think one of the movies we've talked about from the beginning hey we're gonna have to eventually do glitter we're gonna eventually do glitter this kind of like the love guru i know i'd seen parts of this movie and it's one of these things it's on tv you start checking it out and you're like oh this doesn't look like something i want to finish watching so you don't finish watching it uh i've now seen this movie in its entirety and i think the harshest thing i will say about this movie is what was the point uh, <laughs> is this a movie I, I think it is a movie is it a story i don't know. It's just so bizarre because to me this feels like you maybe could have had something here if there was any effort put in. But it's like, it's like a bunch of high school kids decide to make a movie, but they don't know what a movie is. They don't not even they don't know how to make a movie. The movie is, I guess, technically done properly, but there's no story. oh, we're gonna make a movie about a pop star. All right. So she starts the backup singer. Yeah, and then and then she'll get her own solo stuff. Okay. And then she gets signed by a label, okay? And then she has her song play on the radio. Okay. You're going through the most boring beats of a a music star's career with nothing to the story until the last 10 minutes. It's just, it's a bizarre fact that this came out and it existed and nobody thought we don't actually have anything here other than just very, very brief scenes. I,
0: yeah, I think this reminded me a bit of Gigli in the fact that there's a movie in this somewhere. Um, And I think that, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because it does almost feel like a bit of a feel like a bit of a student film to me. Um, it's also a Star Is Born. Can we just point that out? Is this not a Star Is Born? Um, but like, I, th- this is not the worst movie of all time. Like I've seen reviews calling this, and I'm saying this now: Mariah Carey she's not as bad as people say she is. I mean, she can act. Not she's not going to win an Oscar, it's- but she's she's not like. I mean, we talked about that with like Britney Spears. She has a moments. Um yeah. but like also this is also kind of crossroads too in the whole finding the whole mum thing. This is like Crossroads of mm-hmm. Star is Born, isn't it? Um like but I don't know, like I feel like I'm I'm in the middle with Mariah Carey, like I don't <laughs> love her, she's not Madonna Britney levels. i I like Celine Dion better than I like Mariah Carey, but like Mariah Carey's got some good music, but I also have never been like obsessed with Mariah Carey on the level of some of my other middle-aged gay man music I like. She's <laughs> fine. This soundtrack is amazing, I'll say it's got some good music in this soundtrack. Don't get why it's set in the 80s because I swear they forget about that halfway yeah. through this movie and they're just wearing regular clothes. Um, but, like, she's not terrible. I don't get this hatred of her saying she's the worst actress. Th- this movie is just, like, yeah, it's it's not as bad as I was thinking it's going to be. It's not as bad as it's painted out it is, but it's also not great. Um, I, I think, yeah, it's yearly to me. There's a movie in this somewhere you mm-hmm. could do better because there's some – Weird editing. There's some weird moments. It's very amateurish. Um, but I mean, everyone tries their hardest. Uh, there's some okay moments in it. But it's it's fine. Not I, great. I think
1: the problem with this movie is more script than anything. Because, like, the director, Vondy Curtis Hall, uh, he had come off of doing a movie called Gridlocked, which was I also broke, uh, I guess, a music star in uh, Tupac. It was like Tupac's final film. Uh, And that movie was fairly well-received. I remember seeing it once and being like, yeah, that was all right. Uh, This movie, it's it's got an amateurness about it, but I feel like so much of it is a problem with the script because you have these scenes where it's it's nothing important. It's nothing that needs to be shown on screen. And you try to cram so much in there for no reason whatsoever. So I'm with you. I'm not going to fault Mariah Carey for this movie. Her performance is not great, but it's because there's nothing there to play. What are you supposed to do when your dramatic scene is Oh, I want to sign with this label. No, let's wait for the next one. Okay like the you can't the best actor in the world is not going to make much out of that you know yeah uh and, and the soundtrack I, I think the issue i have with the soundtrack of this movie is something that the music is bad it's, it's like you said this movie is not only set in the 80s it's set in like 1983 it is like yeah. early to mid 80s and they didn't do nothing to try to capture the sound I, I would have loved to have seen what mariah carey would do by doing a soundtrack that predates her own music because she started came out in late 80s if she had been able to do a soundtrack that sounded like david bowie's let's dance or something like that or lionel richie who gets a cameo by name only in this movie then then i, I think that i probably would have i probably would have remembered this music a little bit more at the end of it
0: because you're right because like it, it feels weird that Loverboy boy is supposedly her new song in 1983 when i think most people who didn't know that was from this movie would know that as an early 2000s banger from mariah carey so like it's kind of it feels Weird, and then you've got some great 80s soundtrack songs in this, but then it's just it, there's just some weirdness about this where they just seemingly forget when it's set. Um, do you, I mean, yeah. what's your viewpoint on Mariah Carey Collin and all the yep. uh, middle aged gay men singers? Where does she rank? <laughs>
1: I mean of the 90s divas i'd put her closer to the top like mariah carey had some really good stuff um the uh, wh- whatever album it was had like several good songs on it uh the one with fantasy and uh mm. what does it always be my baby or whatever um yeah. i don't know um, i feel i don't know what I-
0: album names off by heart, but I know what you're talking about.
1: There's the the, the one that I really like is um I I can't remember what the song's called. Again, but it's one the video is like a spy themed video. If you remember, oh, that. If that, it's was, like one those that was I think that
0: was Loveboy Boy or Heartbreaker. No, it was Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker was, yeah, yeah, It was one of the I think it's still in the top ten most expensive film clips ever made. Like because she's yeah, fighting yeah. herself in the yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah great song. So, I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I would ever go out of my way to buy a Mariah Carey album. I wouldn't go out of my way to see her in concert, but I have no issues with her. I think um, I've got her she looks fantastic like she looks fantastic in this movie. I mean, she's at her peak here. Um, I, I don't quite understand why they didn't 80 or up. Here's my theory on this Okay, So for a long time, it seemed like every decade 20 years earlier is what was popular. You know, like there was, there was a revival of something. The seventies sort of started. So in the seventies, the fifties suddenly became popular. You had happy days, American graffiti, Greece, right? uh in the 80s the 60s suddenly became popular again in the 90s the 70s became popular like disco music came back in the the 90s and uh uh bell bottoms (laughs) came back in the 90s and that did happen in the 2000s where suddenly uh the 80s became very popular again but this movie coming out in 2001 and probably filmed very early 2000 it was before that big 80s craze happened and if they had simply waited a year or if they had had the patience to be like listen the eighties will be popular. Like we can help make the eighties popular again. They would have gone more all out in the eighties. Cause like, let's give her the big hair, you know, let's give her mm. the, uh, Cindy Lauper type makeup or whatever. Let's make it a little bit more eighties time period. And it's like, they were too afraid of, Oh, we don't want to turn people off who, who aren't familiar with the eighties or don't like the eighties, but yet they missed the boat because by the time this movie came out, or maybe within a year after that, the eighties was super cool again.
0: I, I didn't even know it was a, a period film or whatever you want to call it, because um, I, my history of this film—never seen it. Uh, this is the first time I've yeah. seen it. I don't even think i have seen clips of it. Um, and <laughs> nobody
1: has seen it.
0: <laughs> I couldn't find this on the ways that I generally do it. It's on YouTube. <laughs> oh, is <laughs> so it? If you want to watch Glitter, it's on YouTube in its entirety. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I it's just—it's kind of odd that like it is set in the '80s, but they just seemingly forget about it. I do, I love how you mentioned September 11, because I love here on the Wikipedia page, there's a photo. The Twin Towers burned behind an advertisement for the film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's the, the memories, the, the burning Twin Towers behind a poster of glitter.
1: Uh, let's get into the movie here. We've gone nine minutes. Uh, we're ahead of schedule, so... Uh, the movie starts with 12-year-old Mariah Carey downing shots at a bar while her mom's on stage. It's, it's such a it's such a weird thing that I don't know if they realize like it looks kind of unusual. We've seen this before. Like, oh, famous person, they got their kid. Maybe the bar owner has their kid in the bar and everybody's like, hey, it's little Mariah. But it's the fact she's sitting there with a glass in her hand. <laughs> what is this 12-year-old drinking while her mom's on stage? Her mom's obviously know. a famous singer or something like that um and uh her mom loses her job this is where some of the weird editing kicks this like they had all of these story beats that they had to get to none of which are dramatic at all but they had to cram them all into the movie so we immediately jump from she's this great singer to oh i lost my job basically told off camera I lost my job. I'm going to extort money from our ri- your rich dad. I didn't even know. I didn't read it on
0: Wikipedia when I read the synopsis on Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, she lost a job in that opening scene. I don't yeah.
1: remember <laughs> that <this>, happening. <laughs> it's literally you. You have her singing, and then you cut to a shot of her with Mariah Carey. She's doing the the mom hair. Did your mom ever do that? To lick her hand and you know wipe your face yeah. or your hair or whatever. Yeah. It's like Worst cat. thing moms could ever do. Yeah, exactly. Cats. Uh, there we go. We got cats oh, uh, two times. Why did month. I have to say that? But, like, she goes to what we find out is the dad's house, which they give us no explanation this is who it is or, or why. It's like, I told you never to come here. It's like, this is your daughter, and I lost my job. Like, why don't you lead with having her get laid off. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to let you go or her when they're going up to us. Listen, I need you to be on your best behavior. I lost my job. Why are you explaining it at the end of the scene? We're just wondering mm. why you're at this random guy's house. You don't even know it's the dad for the most part. And why does uh, and she then,
0: lose a job? The kid got up on stage and everybody cheered. Like, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. I, have her be a bad singer. I, and, and the way that they either edit out or don't bother to write that this woman has a drug problem. I just thought she was, had narcolepsy she fell asleep and burnt the house well, down. I don't, I I don't think she has a, I, if drugs. anything,
0: she, I mean, she just passes out having a smoke in her hand. Like, I don't know. Is that implied she's got a drug problem? Well, like- it's
1: implied. That's the thing is it's implied later on where they say, yeah, oh, your mom was in and out of a treatment facility. And then the guy's voice over the end says she's been clean and sober for a while now. And I think that that the whole point mm-hmm. is they're supposed to be like, she was on drugs uh it's, she's on drugs <laughs> give me that drugs <laughs> but uh, th- th- that's obviously what they're going for but like they don't bother like all these scenes are so chopped to pieces and yet i don't believe there is some curtis hall cut out there release the curtis <laughs> hall cut it's just you don't have a story here and you don't know how you want to tell it uh we basically have her being dropped into foster care um I, I don't know why I'm supposed to feel like this dad is the worst dad in the world. I mean, yeah, he had the kid, he gave them money. He, uh, sure. Maybe he could be involved in life, but like the mom is clearly, an issue. She's a drug addict. She almost killed her and her child in a fire. She dumps her in foster care. And why is this a story about I need to find my mother? Go find the dad. Why don't just have a conversation with them? You know, yeah. you got some money. You care. You care enough at least to give me some money to pay our rent or whatever. My mom is a mess. Why I don't feel for the mom in this movie? That's the biggest problem I have. Is that this is a terrible mother? Why are we supposed to make this the love story of the movie? But oh, I, she gets back to her mom. But
0: my like this is my thing because. Yeah, you find that out in passing that she's been, but, like, all we see her do here is, f- like, trying to look after her daughter, fall asleep on the couch and burn the house down. Okay, not the best mum thing to do, but, like, the way, like, you hear Mariah Carey later on go, like, she abandoned me, don't bring it up. She's, like, bawling her eyes out as you're getting taken <laughs> away by a Fox. She's here going, like, I miss you, I'm sorry. Like, I, you know, I don't have a choice here, they're doing it. Like, she's not, like, going, like, ah, get out of here, you little shit. Go yeah. get a job. Well, like, if anything, I do feel for the mum because she's not – we don't see her being a horrible mum except for falling asleep in a cat. I mean, you could have done that. But, but, you were it, old. You fall asleep.
1: But, but you get to the end of this movie. That's when I'm going to have more issues with the mom. Yeah, I had to <laughs> so get there eventually. There's stuff, there's stuff still to come, yeah. Um, Some fact,
0: this is we, not Pam Grier either.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> Somebody else is going to be coming up that I don't know if you recognize them because I had a double take. Like, did we Karen talk Howard? about – no, not Terrence Howard. Another one. Oh, we got a lot of uh, repeat. Eric Benet? This, Eric Benet. <laughs> Did
0: Miss, Eric Mr. Benet? Hallib- <laughs> Mr. Halley <laughs> Halle Berry? This is why you hate this movie. The like, better, the,
1: well, he's the better half. He is the smart one. <laughs> well, is he? Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about them, but he's better you than cheated Halle on Barry. her.
0: Poor Halley.
1: <laughs> well, he's at least got some talent. <laughs> I'll give him that. For what? <laughs> um, cheating on a woman? Come on. If it's Halle Berry, then that's his talent. Yeah, you dodged a bullet there. But Eric. Oh,
0: Jamie cheats on you with Eric Benane. Let's see how you feel. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, we get her in foster care, bonding over a cat. More cats in these movies. How, Where did how, the cat come you from?
0: I she she didn't have know. a cat when she got in the car. <laughs> the
1: cat <laughs> or burned down with the
0: house. <laughs> I'm looking at the scene now because I swear all of a sudden when she turns oh no, she does have a cat in her arms when she gets in the car. Okay. Because when she turns around and looks at her mum, she's got a cat in her arms. Like, Where would that
1: cat come from? <laughs> Uh, but like, you could do things in this movie, you could find ways to make scenes dramatic Have it be where she's lonely. And the other girls are ignoring her for a bit. But they just immediately like, Oh, I'm so sad. Hey, you got a cat. Yes, I like cats too. Great. We all like cats. Montage of them growing up together and having fun and forming a bed. These two friends are the most pointless characters in this movie. Like, hey. Why are they there?
0: Won't hear a I bad word about Tia Tahata? Careful.
1: Or, or are you a Dubrat fan? I don't know <laughs> who Dubrat Brat is. I don't actor. give a shit because Tia
0: is in this movie and I'm happy. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, we flash forward to 1983 and I guess this is a bit of a tease. Oh, they're on stage. No, they're not. They're dancers in some strip club or whatever this is. Uh, Terrence Howard is perving on the backstage, a looking for singers. <laughs> um, uh, one thing I, I like here uh, was what, what is it? They, they they have their costumes, and this is the most '80s thing you get in the movie. Is it's still very subtle for the '80s what they're wearing, and I love Terrence Howard saying, "We might have to tone your look down a bit," but yeah, like mm-hmm. these girls are way too edgy for 2001. Like this is what doesn't age with the movie. This is tame for the '80s, and he's like, "Oh no no no, that's too much." You girls, take it easy there. <laughs> um, we get another tease. He thinks he's picking him up for a contract, but it turns out he's got his own girl who is a lead singer. Now, th- this lady here, I-, I know that she's more famous for what the cooking show shows. What is it? Is it not Chopped? Uh, um, one of those cooking shows. Uh, th- this actress who plays this the, the girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's the singer different. of the all-girl group here. Uh, Padma Lakshmi. So I- she oh, is an they. actress. Yeah, it was Top Chef. So Top Chef was that Bravo show that beat Survivor like every year uh, in in what the reality category at the Emmys or whatever. But uh, she's an actress who has become way more famous as a talk show host on reality TV now. Uh, But uh, yeah, she's the bad singer who's the lead of the group, and they're just supposed to be the background singers and. We're going to have a moment where Mariah Carey. Now, this is all done way too fast. Like you're, you're trying to build a story here. Here you have a section of the movie that is a story. Have her be the background singer to somebody who is less talented. Have this be like the, the movie Singing in the Rain. This is basically the plot where somebody else is going to do the vocals where somebody lip syncs because they're going to be the bigger star. Lily and Vanilli. Millie. Millie, it's topical. There we go. Millie, Benelli. Oh, well, I guess this was a few years removed from. Milly Vanilli by the time the movie came out but yeah people at least it's it's something that happened you can make that into a movie but what do they do within four minutes it is out of the movie oh I'm I'm actually the real singer I'm gonna spoil this because I get pushed out of a photo shoot which is kind of immature of her I mean she still has a job she agreed to do this if she had like no my artistic principles say I will not provide vocals for somebody else to pretend they're me and then just because she's like oh yeah no the the other girls don't need to be in this picture she's like all right i'm gonna ruin your career Uh, (laughs) um kind of immature of her uh maybe they could have made a movie out of this make this the plot of the movie and then you have something here uh they uh immediately jump to the other guy picking her up uh i guess he's supposed to be the dj at the club here mr douche Uh, what is it Dice. Uh, dice dice <laughs> douche. <She's a> douche. <laughs> here's deuce deuce douche dice uh he decides hey i'm gonna make you a star girl uh and again let's have a movie about a struggling singing career but pretty much immediately they just jump from all right i'm gonna make you a star let's have a couple things of you in the studio and what is with the weird silver stripe she paints on her shoulder and that's her trademark like they do it in the photo shoot scene and I get it, but she's just in the studio. She's got this thing painted on her shoulder. It's Mariah
0: Carey wanted to make that a thing because she's Mariah Carey. Yeah. She's I was like, am going to make
1: this a thing. strong. Oh, another, another funny thing here with, with Dice Deuce. Douche. Um, <laughs> I love the way that he describes his name in a way that makes no sense whatsoever. He goes, I'm Dice. Like his in Lucky 7. <laughs> dice have six numbers on it what's lucky seven have to do with dice i think it's
0: a gambling like isn't it like a lucky seven in like you roll two dices to get a lucky seven.
1: Oh, and this guy's like the, the worst the worst epitome of white guy trying to act black in a movie too he does it for this entire movie i hate this guy this actor max really? beasley even his name max beasley like well, it gonna like this is gonna be named beasley oh uh, he is so bad in this movie like he i'll I give him this he, he, he gives it his all, but like, oh, he is just obnoxious in this movie and, and they, they have no clue. Let's also give him a little bit of credit like Mariah. If he's bad in this movie, it's his fault, but they have no clue what they're doing with this guy in the movie. Um, yeah, he, he decides to take over the contract from Terrace Howard. We never find out what this deal is which is also a problem in this movie because they constantly bring up this deal and then it's never revealed what it is. Like they want to build their suspense in this movie around, but what's the contract that he's buying? What is he paying for it? Like that's not suspense. Suspense is how are you going to get out of this predicament? He says, I will have you playing Madison square garden one day, which I can't remember if the end of the movie takes place at Madison square garden. I think it, it does. does. It does. Yeah. Uh, I-, I love that her friends are still just background singers and dancers. Like why are we supposed to care about these people? They are along for the ride. They are entourage, but they get, they're still perfectly happy to be background singers and dancers. Yet We never actually really hear if they're decent or not. Uh, they're just moochers. That's what they are. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> they really are. It's they're moochers, like Colin
0: like, and on the Oz network. Let's be
1: honest. <laughs> well, they, they don't do any work. <laughs> they just take all the cash. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, I'm going to say it's a step down for these girls because now, now if you actually watch, now they're just background dancers. They don't even do background singing. So why did they give up the Terrence Howard contract where they at least got to sing to be Mariah Carey's backup dancers and not be allowed to sing? So I feel for these. If, who I feel for in the movie is these girls. Uh, and then we have another plot point which you could drag out for a while in this movie and make a plot around that they just completely rush through hey my name is whatever i'm from whatever records and i would like to sign you oh that's interesting we're not interested what are you doing we could have signed a a contract with a label that's a minor label i will get you a major label one day i promise next scene hi i'm whatever from major label would you like to sign yes done plots over and done with i'm going to stop it there this is half an hour into the movie and they have gone through enough plots that you could have used for the glitter franchise the, the glitter universe Glitter 9, Glitter 10, Dead Reckoning, (laughs) Glitter Fallout, Glitter, (laughs) the the Glitter uh, Cinematic Universe, you have so much plots that you have just done away with in one scene. And from this point on, they have nothing left to do in the movie.
0: The record label guy, we've talked about him before, Dorian Harewood. He is in, I know he's like the evil cop guy in that sudden death movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme, the ice hockey movie. Um, but I'm looking at his filmography i saw I swear we talked about him in something else. Was it a was he in twenty four or something? but I can't see anything here, but anyway, um, he's definitely off something. Um, I don't agree the the guy's fine. like I don't think he's douchey. I think him and Mariah have got some good chemistry. It's kind of the thing that annoys me about it is that like the big whole drama of this movie is, oh no, we broke up. And then the tragedy is he gets killed before the end. Like, I'm kind of on Team Terrence Howard here because old Deucey Dice, your favorite, kind of stiffs him on the deal here. Yeah. Like, like she's Billy Frank, the the biggest pop star in the world. You can probably afford to give him like a hundred grand. Like, you know, she's probably banking millions of dollars at this point. Just pay him off with a hundred. He's not coming to you going like, I want hundred million. You owe me 10, 10 times that amount. Um. So then, like, so they break. I know I'm jumping way ahead here, but I'm just still trying to compute this. He goes and <laughs> bashes up Terrence Howard, which, fair enough, he threatened Mariah Carey, and then gets shot. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of the drama doesn't really, you know, I don't know. It's like um, a view, uh, star is born, but. It's a view
1: to a kill. <laughs> view a a kill. kill. It's a
0: view <laughs> to a kill. My man. They're about um, to have karate sex. <laughs> um. <laughs> Quiche involved. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, like it's kind of it's very paint by numbers. It's it's almost it's almost my big fat Greek wedding of let's just move point A to point B with barely any drama. The difference is between this and my big fat Greek wedding. You actually throw in drama for drama's sake, and then someone gets shot and she sings an emotional song and it becomes a star is born. But yeah, like it's literally like, hey, I'm a backup dancer, okay. Hey, the lead singer kind of sucks, so let's millie Vanilli this shit, okay. Hey, you're actually the singer. Yes, I am. Okay. Hey, you should sign a record label. No. Okay. Hey, you should sign this record label. Okay. Um, and then it's like, hey, we should fuck in a really weird sex scene. Okay. Um, it's, it's odd. But, like, why is it, like, slow-mo, then fast-mo, then slow-mo, then fast? Like, it's, it's very, like... I don't, I've, I've never denied my general hatred for slow-mo in movies and TV shows. Just It's very rare that you can make it work. But, like, this is just odd. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'll say, like, some of the club scenes look cool. Like, they've done a good job in making a club scene look nice and the dancing and people aren't phoning it in in this movie. Not um, 80s, though. But that's the thing. Exactly. Like, it's let's play Don't Push Me Cause I'm Close to the Edge or Blondie and, like, great soundtrack. But then why are they walking around in, like, 2001 clothes? Um yeah. And just weird stuff like that. Um, it's It just doesn't feel like it's the 80s half the time. Um, Terrence Howard is a pimp. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's – like, this is just the thing with this movie. It's just – it's just happening. It's it's <laughs> you know it's it's not cats. You're not screaming. Ah, this is terrible. But like, I I, I mean, it's been a couple of years since we did Geely, but I don't think we sat here and screamed our lungs off at Geely. Again, yeah. it's just like you just feel like maybe if you had a bit more money, or like maybe like I I, f- I feel this had a lot of prob- problems around it because it was Mariah like a Mariah Carey, and I guess it was that you know, it's a, it's a pop singer wanting to be an actor. Like, if this was hmm. Julia Roberts or Jodie Foster did this movie, it's going to be completely different. It's probably going to feel it's put together more. And I, and that's why I feel bad for Mariah Carey because what was that movie she did in the last 10 years where she was like a counsellor and people were almost talking about she... Yeah, they almost were saying she could get an Oscar nomination because apparently yeah, she, was she was really great. good in it. And one of my favourite, like, random cameos I've ever seen from her is um, you don't mess with the Zohan where it's kind of like how in The Love Guru last week we talked about their obsession with uh, uh, Justin T. Blake's character's obsession with Celine Dion. Like uh, Adam Sandler's character and all like the Middle Eastern characters in that movie are with Mariah Carey. And there's just this like one scene where like they bump into Mariah Carey and you've got all like these, uh, you know middle eastern uh actors and people who are like all blowing each other up and they just stop at one point they're all like mariah we love like it's like death to america but mariah Carey, we love you or something like that and she's just like thanks guys buy my album and like it's just it's so funny i don't know why i laughed so hard when i saw that but uh anyway i i digress um i don't know what i've got to add because it's just it's point a point b point c the harder always putting her heart and soul <laughs> in everything. I love that woman so much. Oh, she's so good. So wasted in this movie. Um, and DeBrat. There and she de is. Brat.
1: <laughs> and DeBrat. And <laughs> DeBrat. That's going to be on her next T-shirt. And DeBrat. There she there is. she <laughs> That's her next album. Who <laughs> is DeBrat? And DeBrat.
0: Shantae de Harris-Dupart, better known as DeBrat, is an American rapper born in Chicago.
1: Cool. She was one of the the early female rappers, um, but uh, one thing I want to mention sure the Missy soundtrack. Like, yeah, she would have been. I think like like I think she's probably like early till mid nineties, possibly. Um, she never was really the first the
0: female solo rap act to receive a platinum certification and second overall behind Salt and Pepper. Okay, so she's a big she's a big deal. Good for her. Sorry, I'm, I'm just too white a- to know who Debratty. I apologize.
1: <laughs> Probably not in 2001. Um, no. But, uh, yeah, that was would have been prior to that, we're guessing. Well, okay. Yeah, this, this Just, is the best I, she could do in 2001.
0: Well, the best she could do. She doesn't have a very good track record of choosing her movies. Her first ever acting role was Kazam with Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> so,
1: um... Debrat, uh, what's oh, going on
0: there, love? Uh, and there she is. <laughs> are we doing Kazam next year? Um,
1: <laughs> I, you know, that's what we've never even talked about. But like, how have we not done Kazam?
0: I've never seen Kazam. Never.
1: Oh, you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> it's not good. Uh, okay, so let's get now to now they've signed with a major label. One scene after they said, no, we're only going to sign with a major label. Wow. Look at that. How long they took to build that drama um we're gonna have her going on boring dates with her manager uh, and then having sex behind distorted glass now what like you said what is this you see them disrobing now you've got the music from the room here the sex music from the room (laughs) this movie actually has a lot of similarities to the room but i don't think i noticed uh they're disrobing behind the weird distorted glass and they're done that's it (laughs) you have this dramatic build up they're disrobing behind distorted glass and then wow. I don't usually do this and i'm like i like his response here yeah i can tell <laughs> like that was nice uh and then we get a random scene of them recording for no reason whatsoever this is where she has the weird silver stripe on her shoulder uh and then we get to oh we're gonna have the first song played on the radio hey we just heard it on the radio and then they go now they stole this scene from that thing you do the tom hanks movie uh like 100 stole the scene it's exactly the same except that thing you do did it so much better where You're on, you're in the car, you hear the song on the radio and you start freaking out. So then you have to go to all your friends and basically turn on the radio, turn on the radio. That thing you do that song, that, that movie brilliantly, uh, that scene type of scene in the movie brilliantly with the song, uh, this movie is just like, oh, we're on the radio and we're done. Like everything in this, this sex scene is what this movie is. We're going to do something dramatic and we're done. Yep. (laughs) Um, we get uh, a photo shoot scene i think this is uh is this this might be where we're introduced to the the publicist uh well the the publicist one i was going to talk about i i'm, She's so I'm random. <laughs> well but we she, we said we we talked about this lady in uh panic room she was the weird really hyperactive oh, friend who shows yeah, okay. the thing yeah, yeah and she also was uh i mentioned clear and present danger played the the mousy woman that got Joaquin de la Meda and when it turned out that he was a spy, people were like, did you really think you could get Joaquim de la Meda? <laughs> uh, But yeah, like, I, I, I don't know how much I've seen her in, but like, we've got two movies here where she definitely has energy. I'll give her that. I don't know if anybody is really good in this movie, but she has way more energy than I think anybody else in this movie does. And probably more energy than this movie needs or deserves because <laughs> there's not a lot happening here, but she is very much on cocaine, I guess. I was gonna say caffeine, but it's cocaine because it's 1983 um so we get a nice scene too where let's go shopping and then cut to a montage that lasts for five seconds no joke <laughs> it is five seconds all right girls but first let's go shopping now she apologizes to her friends for something that happened during a music video shoot that i don't understand what she did like i either blinked in the movie because all these scenes are just over and and we're done or she didn't actually do anything wrong or they maybe they cut the scene but this is all an apology. To apologize, let's go shopping. <laughs> Dressed up, strutting, and then we're done. Five seconds. Why is that there? It is maybe the, the most random thing in this entire movie.
0: Yes. Oh, sorry. I thought you were still going. Um. Yeah, I again, so much of this just blends in and just does its thing. Like the, the photo shoot scene when it's all like, oh, let's bring in these sexy guys to touch a touch of boobs and... It's all like, oh, lose the friends. And it's all like, okay. Uh, Is that why she's apologizing to them because they got kicked out of the photo scene? Is that why? Um,
1: Yes. Let's say yes.
0: Yeah, the sex scene is just so strange. Um, Like, (laughs) I mean, is that just a Mariah Carey thing? Like, no, I'm Mariah Carey, damn it. I don't have sex on camera. Yeah. she uh was in a relationship with a very rich Australian billionaire for a, like a year or two and it was all over the news here and then they broke up so <laughs> cool uh thanks Mariah um yeah like i like I, I, my notes are so nothing on this movie like it's just <sighs> like <laughs>
1: It's
0: just it exists. Um, this is the Oz Network. This is the Matt. No, it's not the course, and that's cats. This is the Dumb Oz rats. Network of movies. It's it's there, it and there's a few things that you think they could do better if they just did this and put some effort into it. Um, they have it. They literally say. have
1: it there. They literally have it right in front of them. Every time there's a dramatic thing that happens in the movie, okay, go somewhere with that. No, we're not going to go anywhere with it. It's over.
0: Yeah. And then it's like this pub, cause this publicist woman. I like I really like her because she's like, I'm your publicist. <laughs> she's very <pretty> interesting. <laughs> and then you're right, she's like always got energy into it. Um, but then she like her and like Tita Harder and DeBrat just like are there sometimes. It's just like you kinda of forget they're there. All of a sudden mm. like you're gonna have this dramatic scene of them like getting out of the car and like, you're coming with me, Mariah, cause your boyfriend's a bastard. And like later on when it's all like, oh, I broke up with dice. Yay, girl why what has he done wrong like he's not mistreated her or done anything wrong um
1: well, and also,
0: well what has he done what does he do that's bad we'll get there. He, he helps like this is where i think it's bipolar because like you get a bit there when you know later on when she's like trying to hook up with eric benay or whatever his name is and he's like you know without you you've basically helped me get the whole way and it's like get out of here <laughs> uh, like it's like god mariah really is a diva isn't she <laughs>
1: um now we get to the real drama that they're going to let play out sort of in this movie. Terrence Howard is back oh. and I want my money. Oh, what this deal. We never found out what the deal was. So let's make the audience wait for it. What is this deal?
0: It's the room when it's what <laughs> his face is getting bashed up on the roof. Give me my money.
1: Denny, Denny. Denny. No, no. Thank you. Yeah. Denny. Uh, but yeah, like this, this is, this is a real big problem. This movie because. Terrence Howard wants his money. Hey, you made a deal with me. Now he, he says, I want my money. You made a deal with me. We have not, this is the first introduction we've had to, it was not a clean exchange with their contracts or whatever, but now they're, they're teasing the audience. This is going to be something big. It's going to be something big. And what does it end up being? He just never paid me. Like the way they're building this up. I was expecting it to be something like, okay, well, she's in the sex industry now, or (laughs) uh, you, you, you pawned your mother's life, Max Beasley, Deuce, uh, in order for this. But it just turns out, you need to give me my money. You remember that deal we made, the secret deal? Oh, you mean the one for money? Yes. <laughs> I was trying to make it more suspenseful. Um, I don't get why they dropped the ball with this. Uh, Mariah buys Deuce here a uh, um, keyboard, which I'm going to have a problem with later on. What drama? Uh, she tells some sappy story about her mom. She writes a lame ballad. Um, I'll say this: Mariah Carey, when when she when she does something that has a little bit of energy, a lot better than her a lot of her ballads sound exactly the same. The one at the end of this yeah. movie is decent, but like a lot of her ballads, I can't tell the difference between them. Uh, she meets with somebody who I guess is a private investigator or something, or maybe just somebody keeping city records, uh, looking for her mom. They, well, the records are incomplete. And I love this this part. Well, I'm sorry. That's all we have. The records are incomplete. What do you mean they're incomplete? Like sometimes records don't get kept. <laughs> <laughs> That's Basically what this scene is. There is so much in this movie where it's like you're asking questions. It's like the, we already told you the answer. Give me my money. That deal we made. You mean for the money? Oh, there's incomplete records. What does that mean? Well, we have an imperfect system. Sometimes records aren't kept. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, the, the, the song, I guess, she comes back. This is where... Uh, Dice turns into a bit of a douche uh, where the song was played for the record people and he's basically downplaying. Now I don't, again, we don't see this moment where they play the song. So I was wondering, is this supposed to be like, he's trying to control her career here. It's like, they didn't dig the whole woe is me type thing. And they said, this is the eighties. Everyone wants to dance. <laughs> there were no ballads in the eighties. Seriously. That's that? all the eighties was.
0: But is at that, that moment where like they're in the recording studio and the two guys, the record people come in. And they're literally like, hey, so uh, we're going to need you to do something good and release this album. But but I've been at number one for 10 weeks. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, but we're going to. Like, if you're at number one for 10 (laughs) weeks,
1: Jesus Christ, that's a great thing. Like a new artist. And you release another album while you're at number one, all you're gonna do is knock off the sales for your own album. But like, but I, well, I think I think
0: I think there's trying to imply that she hasn't released an album. It's a single that's been there for number, like um oh, okay. Lover Boy's been at number one for ten weeks. But it's like that's a good thing. Like that's drumming you up publicity. <laughs> like ten weeks at number one is great, and then it's like, Yeah, that kind of sucks. You're gonna need to release an album. <laughs> that's not how it works music people like mariah carey is what like an executive producer on this movie surely she's the one saying like guys that's not how charts work um like if you if you're saying this is 10 weeks oh it's only 10 weeks it's the 80s you should be number one for at least 50 weeks before you drop come on let's pick your game up mariah <laughs>
1: um yeah i i don't i don't know uh, <laughs> I, I just don't know <laughs>
0: the end glitter oh <laughs> uh,
1: the end uh yeah so he does i, I think that I think that from this point on, they're trying to imply. Well, he's trying to control her career, which is where I but think you may be missing think, a bit. That he's.
0: But I don't think I am missing a bit because it's, if that's what they're trying to imply, they do it terribly. Because I don't think he's unlikable at all. This is my thing. I don't. The he's only not unlikable time, enough. But I, but like I think, like if they're trying to imply that he's controlling it, it doesn't come across because, like to me, the only time they have conflict is. He gets a bit jealous because she's getting flirted with by Eric Benet. And I'm, t- I'm sorry, like, men, keep your women away from Eric Benet.
1: That's an T-shirt.
0: Keep your women away from Eric
1: Benet. That's his, like, his ask, next album. Keep your women away Callie from Berry Eric Berry Because that guy
0: is a creep. He will fuck anything <laughs> with legs. He's worse than me. Um, so, you know, he's got a right <laughs> to be a bit.
1: <laughs> he's worse than, you. you're applying, you're like Eric Benet. There's, there's basically these type of the men who can get whatever they want. There's Eric Benet. There's George Clooney. There's Ben Waterworth. Okay.
0: I often get stopped on the street and go, Hey, are you Eric Benet? Um, are you the he white look, Eric
1: Benet? <laughs> we look very
0: similar. Um, but,
1: women just flock at Ben's feet. Like, I haven't reacted to anybody like this since Eric Benet. <laughs>
0: Uh, we've actually passed our quota of saying the words eric benet on a podcast Uh, 2022 he should not be mentioned this many times um i don't even want to say what i'm saying what a man no not what a man what a douche anything eric benet is the dice of men um but anyway dice here Gets a bit jealous, rightfully so. It's Eric Benet. Uh, and then later on protects his woman because Terrence Howard comes over and threatens to bash her. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go bash you. To which then she's all like, oh, girl, you stood up for me and protected me. I'm going to leave you. Okay. And then, like, he gets shot in the throat. What does he do? He's not unlikable. The guy's doing it. It's uh, the 80s. Women don't didn't
1: think- get protected in the 80s. I don't think that he's... I don't think he's likable enough to have you care about his death at the end. And I don't think he's unlikable enough for him to be a villain. I think that's where this movie has a problem. No
0: one's either in this movie. There's not anyone you hate. There's not anyone you like. It's just there. Uh, well,
1: some of the things I'll mention that he does that are kind of douchey here. Uh, yeah, I I agree with you, Eric Benet thing. Like, I don't blame him for not being a little bit jealous. Ooh, Eric Benet. Uh, (laughs) But, uh... The, the, and first of all, I love that Lionel Richie is... Lionel Richie, Clinton, what is this supposed to be the Grammys? Like, I don't know where the Grammys took place the, that year. Like, it's like, American
0: Music Awards or something. Yeah.
1: Uh, but uh, I, I do love, though, uh, like, after the Eric Benet thing, though, this is where uh, it's like, hey, I'm a producer, and I'd really like you for a movie, Mariah. And then him saying, it's like, hey, my biggest dream is to do a score for movies. And maybe one day you will. Anyways. (laughs) I love that guy. (laughs) Like, I think that's, that's why I say the point of this movie is supposed to be that he becomes the jealous boyfriend who who doesn't have the same success. Uh, Even when he's trying to show off, it's like, yes, I'm working on something with Quincy right now. (laughs) He's name dropping. (laughs) But Yeah, I get Uh, that. But I get that.
0: But like, it doesn't, but where's the conflict come from that? Because I don't think you get, and and this is a thing like. But
1: that's a problem with the story. There's no conflict, but it's still, his character is still a little bit.
0: But that's where – but, like, yeah, I see what you're saying, but it's just the fault of this movie. You don't – like, a star is born. What happens with that? It's basically Lady – I mean, I realise that's not the original. I realise there's, like, four other versions. The version I've seen is Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. So, like, Lady Gaga becomes more famous. Bradley Cooper gets jealous, so he gets drunk and kills himself. Um, so so that's what I remember from that movie. But, um, yeah, anyway, uh, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. Yeah. I'll shut up. Uh,
1: I mean, you got anything else to add? Because at this point I'm basically going to wrap up the movie.
0: The only thing that I want to add, I've got a freeze frame here of one of the scenes. Like, we talk about this not feeling like an 80s movie. Like, these apartments that they live in just feel very modern. I'm literally looking here at a a screenshot of... The computer in the background. I'm thinking that looks a bit of a modern computer for 1983. I Googled 1983 computers. This computer is at least from the mid 90s. So I feel <laughs> like the art department of this film is going, okay, it's a period piece. It's in the 80s. All right, let's get a computer. Oh, we can only get one from like 93. No one will notice they're fans of Mariah Carey. They're not computer users. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: nobody who's watching this movie was alive in the 80s. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Which, I mean, who watched this movie? <laughs> like, I mean, I, like, at least with Crossroads and Swept Away, like, like I, I know Mariah Carey has a huge fan base, but like I can picture Madonna fans and Britney Spears fans because I'm one of them. I know what we look like, but like what's the average <laughs> Mariah Carey fan look like in 2001? I don't know.
1: Uh, when you said you had a freeze frame, I was really hoping you were going to be like, yeah, on douche here walking <laughs> into the awards show with his shirt wide open. Uh.
0: <laughs> Very 80s.
1: Yeah. Uh, now the, the the this is where he starts to get belligerent. He's he's a belligerent drunk. Now again, I, I, I kind of agree with you. He's not necessarily saying or doing anything wrong here, but he is very obnoxious, uh, and he is clearly that guy where you, if the girlfriends, I could see why they'd be like, this guy's like he's terrible. Get rid of him. What a loser. Um, but uh, she gets home and Terrence Howard broke in uh and uh owes now this is where we get the dramatic payoff of you can have a contract but let's make a deal and they come, you owe me money remember the secret deal he owes me a hundred thousand dollars for your contract and i have not received a penny so where is that she's got the number one single for 10 weeks in a row They've got $100,000. <laughs> yeah. Why is this still a problem? And this exactly. is not dramatic.
0: And I'm kind of team Terrence Howard. Like, let's be honest, right now, I say to you, yeah. Colin, um, you can go start off the Oz Network Junior, but you've got to give me $100,000 when it takes off. You go off, you beat Joe Rogan, you're the biggest thing in the world. If you haven't given me my $100,000, I'm fucking breaking into an apartment, I'm threatening Casper. And like, this, <laughs> is,
1: this is like, what, a year or two later? He's been patient. He's waited. He yeah. knows she's the hottest thing in music. They have the money. <laughs> so yeah. he's, Terrence Howard did nothing wrong. Uh, well, he douche gets someone, arrested. But... Well, <laughs> he, I, I, they, I, did he murder or just assault somebody?
0: Well, he shot, dies. He dies at the
1: end. So, I mean. <laughs> oh, no I, thought, no, I thought you were talking about, because Douche here, I think that's what happens is he beats up Terrence Howard or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he does. He gets, he goes arrested, and him, gets yeah. arrested.
0: And Terrence Howard, and... by the way, gets away. Was it 1983 in New York? Black people get away with murder. <laughs> just saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely not today's day and age though <laughs> i know right <laughs> times have changed
0: <laughs> i know come on yes max dawson i said the words black people <laughs> fucking tweet about it race That's has been
1: not allowed um yeah the, so one thing i don't understand here this is supposed to be the other thing. Disrupt- this is what she breaks up with him for so i am going to be a little bit more on board with him than her here because she has to tear herself away from performing on, it's supposed to be the tonight show. Let's say it's the tonight show. She says like the late oh, night I think it's gonna be show be like or TMZ
0: or like a total, re- no, like TMZ, total request live.
1: I don't think they had, did they even have that in 83? No, TRL is I what thought I mean, it was, like. I, I was assuming this was like the tonight show because no, she said the late show or something.
0: But I think it's like meant to be like, do you remember like, was, was it, VH1, was that one where they'd get the artists in and they'd perform was a TRL? Oh, T- it? TRL,
1: yeah. Top of I mean, the, we pop never had in the UK. Here, you much
0: the, the, the had much music version of, Carson of it. The
1: Carson Daly one, right? Yeah.
0: Like, I think, because yeah. like, I think this is the 80s when it was like MTV kind of had the, you know, that's probably when it started. So that's what I assumed it's meant to be. Uh,
1: but she walks away from this to go bail him out of jail. Now, again, you are the biggest pop star in the world. You have two friends who are just moochers who literally do nothing for you. But you can just call and say, listen, take some cash out of my account, go bail him out. I'm going to do this show. Then she breaks up with him. So if you're going to break up with him, you're clearly not that in love with the guy that you feel you have to personally bail him out. So yes. I don't know why this is a big deal for her. And I also don't know why. Like, Apparently, she has no money at all because when she decides to leave her boyfriend, she goes to sleep on DeBrat's couch. <laughs> like, is this the best place? to oh, wouldn't you? Get a, hot- get a hotel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You you sold out Madison square garden and you're sleeping on your
1: friend in like Soho's couch. Okay. And you, you can't pay the hundred thousand dollars to Terrence Howard. (laughs) Come on. I've Uh, seen how
0: much Madison square garden costs for like a, a Knicks game and they suck. Like, I'm sorry. Like you're a number one pop star in 1983 with 10 weeks at number one. These aren't cheap tickets. You've got some fucking money, Mariah.
1: And let's blow some more possible drama in this movie. So we're supposed to believe when Eric Benet introduces himself to her or whatever, that he he wants to have sex with her. And he probably still does in this movie. Eric Benet. But the way, the way that Eric Benet, or the way that she's even looking at Eric Benet in that scene is like, she wants to have sex with him too. What is his, uh, what is then,
0: his purpose in this movie? What is,
1: they do why is he in this
0: movie?
1: It, it all comes down to they just do a duet. And, and that's it. And, and here's the here's the biggest problem. So many scenes in this movie are like the shopping scene. Five seconds are done. The sex scene. Five seconds is done. The longest scene in this movie is them listening to the song, the duet they record together. And people can't see me right now, but it, Ben can see. I, I'm basically nodding my head. Colin's <laughs> once in a while, nodding. Colin's mouthing nodding. the words. <laughs> Colin yep. nods. The, the, it goes on like, I, I wish I had counted it, but it's got to be a minute and a half, two minutes of them. Just listening to the song, just nodding their head, occasionally mouthing the words why is this so much of a, a scene in this movie?
0: But that, but my point, purpose is, though, is, like, because that's not the song she sings at the end. The song is the whole, like, the one that her and Dice just happen to write at the same yeah. time without writing. So, like, there's no reason for Eric Benet to be in this film. It's not like that is – like, this is where you need to have the scene of, like, them at the piano – then all of a sudden, like, he leans in to kiss her and she's like, no, I love Dice. And then she goes to run to find Dice and then she finds him dead. That's what you yeah. do. That's classic cliché movie. Like, you come yeah. to that realisation. So it's the devil wears Prada when she fucks Simon <laughs> Baker. Like, she goes, no, I like the guy from Entourage. Um, so, like, you know, like, that's missed opportunity, Mariah Carey. Like, I know you didn't <laughs> write the film, but, I mean, you know. But we
1: should say she she was heavily involved in this movie like the movie started a couple of years earlier it was, it was like her. 97 yeah, yeah like she, the, the idea came about let's do a movie that's like this they even had the name glitter and she was working on the glitter album four years before this movie came out the movie's delay was just simply wow well, we don't have time to do this right now um so yeah she, she is de- whatever problems are on this movie she's definitely one of the people to blame uh but uh yeah, now we get to like the final section of the movie where the, they're both writing a song at the same time. Oh, why is this going to be important? Because it's going to be very hard for the audience to notice what the purpose of this is and the point of the movie later on. Uh, and she's sad and there's bad feedback when she's singing at rehearsals or whatever. Somehow it actually helps. Um, uh, she just walks into Deuce's apartment here and starts playing his piano. Now Another missed opportunity in this movie we had a scene that seemed to exist for the reason of this is going to be important later with the keyboard that she gave him as a gift. So when he's writing this song and they're separated, and this should be this moment of like, Oh, what will we'll bring them back together? Why wouldn't he use that keyboard? Why is that not part of mm. the movie? If, if you have a scene showing that it's a gift and then you just have random piano at the end, you could have made this better with, it's the keyboard that she gave him. He decides to take it out of the closet. This is the only thing I want to play on.
0: Isn't there something in the stars born with an instrument that, bradley cooper gives her and then she uses it i think there is maybe i don't know
1: maybe well we'll say there is we just wrote wrote the movie there um so she decides she's gonna leave a ticket to the concert or i couldn't tell if she left the ticket or if the ticket was already there and she's like "Ooh, he's coming to my concert at madison square garden
0: i think the ticket's already there but i could be wrong
1: yeah she kisses the music sheet Um and Terrence Howard's back with a gun. He's got a gun. (laughs) Dumb and Dumber. That's one of the best. He's got a gun. (laughs) He
0: shot me in the head, in the face. (laughs) He shot you in the face. That's the risk we were willing to willing to take.
1: (laughs) Now, now, you want to talk about the biggest ball that's dropped in this movie? You talk about all the ways they could have done this ending. Yeah, you could have had her rushing because they basically say she's not here. The concert's about to start. What's going on? They turn on the TV and they see the news. Now, why don't you have even the reveal of her there? And then you see that she found the body or she went to go find him or she, the, the reveal is basically all happens where everybody else is reacting to this news of his death. Oh, that's terrible. She's gonna be heartbroken. And then you just see her stand in the background. What's this? Oh man, like it is the worst reveal ever. Man, I, I like I that one. Him that, I could've given that ticket to my dad. Oh well, Eric Benet, let's give him a call. Eric, yeah. I'm free. It's a, it's such a such a missed opportunity. This movie is just missed opportunity after missed opportunity. Um, I, I will say there is a, a cameo here. Um, the the news reporter Tanya Kim, who uses a real name here, oh, is a Canadian is. entertainment reporter. She's basically the co host of E Talk, which is the oh. Entertainment Tonight of Canada. It was hosted yes. with her and Ben Ben Mulrooney, son of former Prime Minister Brian Mulrooney. So, yeah, she is very recognizable here in Canada, especially the time this movie came out.
0: Icon. Icon of Canada. I
1: wouldn't call her an icon, but when you see it in your Canadian, you're like, when, "Oh when yeah." she the dies, coast. it'll be
0: like when the Queen died—just uh, blanket <laughs> coverage. Coins it, will it, change. It would
1: be. It would be like who's that? Uh, Mary Hart. Entertainment Tonight, right? Aww, if, if you watched an American movie, you watch an American movie and a uh, Mary Hart news here. I <laughs> like
0: Mary Hart.
1: Is she alive? Uh, She's
0: still alive, isn't she?
1: She's got to be. I don't know if she's still working, but let's say she's alive. Uh, eight minutes. Well, all right. Women, uh, we go? C-
0: women can't work, Colin, in 2022? <laughs> no, they can't.
1: <laughs> That's another topical thing here in Canada. I won't get into that,
0: though. Um, uh, uh, women being fired?
1: <laughs> she, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. age, certain age. Yeah, it happened in the news just this uh, past couple of weeks. Anyways, uh, so she gets up to perform the concert, but she's very sad. And then you have this moment where she's... Wow. How are you going to cap off such dramatic things that happened in this movie? Like, he was killed before they could reunite, and Terrence Howard still didn't get his money. Uh how do you cap it yeah, off with still got his money, Terrence? Exactly. Give him his Maybe, money. The ending of this movie should be like you were in this, Terrence. <laughs> Give him he's a money. He's actually even Terrence
0: Howard acting. He's waiting to get paid for Glitter. <laughs> he's
1: like, exactly, like Mariah! Because yeah. <laughs> hustle and flow hasn't come out yet. He's nobody. <laughs> he needs this paycheck. No wonder he did he's movie
0: sleep- 43.
1: <laughs> he's sleeping on DeBrat's couch at this point. He doesn't even have <laughs> money for his own place.
0: No wonder he, Um, like, you know, (laughs) walked away from uh, Iron Man because they wouldn't pay him extra money. no, I've been through this before. Give it to Don Cheadle.
1: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, let's have the most dramatic moment of this movie be with dialogue such as don't ever take anyone for granted because you never know when you might lose them and never get a chance to tell them how you really feel. Belt out the song, the ballad, that nobody wants to listen to ballads in the 80s because 80s were only known for ballads apparently. Uh, And yeah, this is supposed to be a song, they were both writing a song at the same time and she's combined them Uh, and then she's, (laughs) she's leaving the concert and he sent her a telegram when he was supposed to be on his way there. Hey, just leaving for the concert now. Wanted to let you know. <laughs> Why is he sending this telegram? He's expecting to talk to her. I know he dies, but he doesn't know that. And he sent a telegram and she's reading it. And this telegram just randomly says, even we completely forgot about this movie. By the way, those people found your mother and she's been clean and sober for quite some time. <laughs> okay, so now we got that story wrapped up just like that and done. Uh, and this is where I have a problem with the mom. The mom has been clean and sober for a while. She's living on a very nice farm in the middle of nowhere. She's got a big plot of land. She's clearly sober. She knows who her daughter is. Everybody in the world knows who her daughter is. At what point does this mother come out and say, like, listen, I know how to find you. it's not like you can't find the biggest pop star in the world. Okay. I, I found you. I'm clean and sober. And then she's got money now. They can have a why is the they never explain why the mother never bothers to come. To me, this is looking like she never wanted Brian the first place. Oh, I don't care she's rich and famous. That's, I don't want that. Well, That's a dad's.
0: I mean, on, on that note, I mean, I want to find Madonna, but I just can't look her up in the yellow pages. And secondly. You're the mother. <laughs> maybe she doesn't want to, you know, because like she just comes back into her life, like mooch, mooch. Like, oh, my daughter's rich and famous. Now so I'm going to come back into her life right now. So I don't know. Like. No,
1: they, they should have had something where, again, a very simple fix. You have a couple of shots of the mother hanging outside the concert and then the publicist or somebody else like, hey, don't get too close to her, like well, that. Just show that she has an interest, because it makes no sense why she gives her up for foster care. I would think as soon as you're clean and sober, the first thing you want to do is go back to your daughter if you love your daughter that much.
0: What was that random scene when Mariah's just strolling the streets and sees homeless woman singing and she thinks it's a yeah. mum, like yeah, racist black homeless woman must be my mum. <laughs> yeah, just one. Th- actually, one thing uh, you mentioned the dialogue. I wrote there was a line I wrote down which I'm like, what? Um, at one point, I think it's Dice it says to Mariah sing this as you would sing this. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how else is she meant to sing it? She goes, oh fuck, I was about to sing like Janet sings it. But now that you told me, now that I better sing like how I sing it. So yeah,
1: anyway. Um. All right. So yeah, moving oh, right enough, up. No nothing sad. else to add. There's, what else is there to add? <laughs> uh, missed opportunity after missed opportunity. Um. We got uh, just over four minutes here. Okay. So, um. critically, I think this, is it's lower than the love guru maybe uh six percent yeah i, I think didn't that's a little bit harsh. Love
0: Guru did i last week yeah
1: yeah i, I was gonna say six percent seems harsh but we should also remind people rotten tomatoes that's basically just yes or no you like it or not like it six percent of people not liking it doesn't necessarily mean six percent of people absolutely love this movie and that 94 that hated everything about it it's just six percent but still six percent not good um uh, Intended as a vehicle to break Mariah Carey's movie star and instead became a year-long punchline. Carey might have five-octave voice, but her performance as a burgeoning singer was strictly one-note and garnered her a Razzie for worst actress, trotting out every ho- hoary cliché with the movie business imaginable. Glitter isn't one of the worst music-themed films ever made, it's one of the worst films ever made, period. From Fade In Magazine. Uh, um, I don't agree with that. I don't even know if this will be the worst film of 2001. We'll find but out But
0: get dig- like, that's why, sorry to interrupt. I know we've got a little time because there's a section here that's the retrospective reception. And I think like, that's an important yeah. thing. We talked about this with Gigli. It's like, as soon as, somebody starts bashing it these i remember this in 2001 that it just got torn apart and this is the worst movie of all time and things like that and similar to what we said with movie 43 similar i mean cats it's true but like i just i feel like this is one of those movies where like this isn't a great movie but like it's not the worst movie of all time bad like that's i think people just had that reputation with a movie like this and it's a bit unwarranted i think
1: yeah, and, and there is a movie we have not covered yet that beat this at the Razzies for worst picture, and that was Freddy Got Fingered. Uh, so we'll have to decide if this is the worst 2001 movie. I this is not a bad movie, but like you said with Jiggle, there is something you could have done something there. Did you do yeah. the right thing? No, but there's potential. Whereas I think the difference between this and Cats is there's no potential in Cats. You can't make a movie out of that. Um, of how many is this? Uh, six Razzie nominations. Uh, the only one that won was for Worst Actress for Mariah Carey. And who did she beat? She beat Penelope Cruz in both Blow, Captain Curly's Mandolin, and Villa Sky. That's really harsh. Angelina Jolie, in Tomb Raider, and Original Sin. Hey. Jennifer Lopez, in Angel Eyes, and The Wedding Planner, and Charlize Theron in uh, Sweet November. Um, uh, IMDb review. Uh, let me find a 10 star one here. Uh, he, he, this is uh, one of the retrospective ones. This is perfect. Uh, here for it in 2020, Glitter may surely be a cult classic status any day now. The bad rep it got at God of the time doesn't stand the test of time. Rewatching, and you'll see what I mean. Mariah is good in this and so is the soundtrack. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I, 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 this whole retrospective thing, is interesting because I read that same article. And yeah, I feel like there is the whole idea about uh, what, what they mostly focus on is the fact that she's not saying I'm going to pride. She's at her concert. That's one of the things you could have done. She didn't go to find the guy at the end. She's like, no, my job comes first, but you don't do anything with that. Then the idea is there. They just didn't execute any of it. And really, they, yeah. they very poorly executed it. Uh, plot keywords. Uh, I brought up the wrong page here. Uh, <laughs> do you see any plot keywords?
0: I saw. I I'll do box like,
1: office.
0: Yeah, from what I saw, there was like, Oh, there's Reunion with Mother, Murder by Gunshot, Music Composition, Police Arrest, Playing. Okay, here we go. Playing an Electric Electronic Keyboard Month um, <laughs> featuring Tom and Jerry, Bang Gang, a Modern Love Story. Oh, I'm on board with that. Um, Glitter and Twin Peaks, episode part four from 2017.
1: And box office. This movie made $2.4 million. <laughs> it opened uh, it, it, after September 11th because of the delay of September 11th and <laughs> the. the, the Poster or billboard or whatever, causing the World Trade Center to collapse. Uh, It was the highest grossing opening film the first weekend where movies started opening again at number 11 with $2.4 million. So that was just the opening box office. Hardball with Keanu Reeves was in its second week at number one at that point. Uh, And overall domestic box office for the entire year, uh, it uh, finished uh, number 156. Just behind, Lance Bass is on the line. So Lance Bass, bigger box office draw. Three
0: spots below an Australian film, Lantana. There you go. didn't realize that got a release in uh, your part of the world. So there you go.
1: Uh, I think we're running out of time here. I am still going to bin this movie, even though I could see there was potential for it.
0: Look, yeah, I will too. Because just looking here, I bin both Geely and Crossroads. Crossroads and Geely. I mean, I like Crossroads better than this. Jilly, yeah. I mean I like swept away way better than this. I know you probably would disagree with that. Um but of all the pop star ones we've done, it's there. Like it's it's but again, it, it doesn't deserve the rep as the worst movie of all time. It's not that bad. It's gonna be number three on my list for this month. Um, but if we were to rank all of our bad movies we did, you know, it's not gonna be down that far near the bottom. I can think yeah. of at least four others that we've done, five others that we've done this is worse than this.
1: Yeah, I mean, this and Movie 43 kind of being the worst films out of the four we picked here is what I disagree with because I would rank those as my two highest. I think Movie 43 is the best we've done. I think this would be my second favorite, and then much lower I'd go to Love Guru, and then very, very bottom would be Cats.
0: I can't remember. Did I put Movie 43 or Love Guru number one last week? You put
1: 43.
0: So, yeah, uh, uh, my final rankings would be Movie 43, Love Guru, this, and then uh, at uh, about 777,000th, I would put Cats.
1: All right, and we're gonna say we're done uh, just in time here, Um, but let's take some extra time here (laughs) because we have to. Uh, Are we gonna be doing movie month right away next month or are we taking a month off?
0: Uh, I don't know what we've decided, Colin. I I mean, I assume the next one we're doing is Men in Black. um, We wanted to do Men in Black, yeah. Which we can work. Let's just put a tentative maybe because I think we've got at least a week off for movies because this is the way September is, is that we sort of get four films done with an extra Thursday in there. So uh, there's a maybe for October. I know we've got to do a few movie catch-ups over on Double Oz 7, um, but uh, I, I would say possibly because I feel we could do Men in Black, then November we could still do Australia vs New Zealand and then December if we've got the time we could do the Christmas one we were doing last yeah. year what was the horror one or something. But I think maybe we can look ahead to the bad movies for next year because I'm just – I looked – the Wikipedia article, list of films considered the worst, and there's a few on here that I know we've mentioned before which I think would be fun to do. I, I think we've touched on Freddie Got Fingered a few times as a potential Um, Howard the Duck Howard the Duck the one that I think would be fun because of you and you squirming in your seat would be Showgirls uh, if you would (laughs) want to sit there and watch a bunch of boobs for two hours Um, yeah I feel like um, what's like a more modern one that got really bad reviews here Uh, we're done Cats Dirty Grandpa oh Jack and Jill I remember going to the movies and seeing Jack and Jill and again kind of like Love Guru I'm like this is kind of dumb (laughs) but it's kind of funny and it's Adam Sandler. So I don't know uh, if you've got any now that we want to lock in or just some potential well, I think for we, next year.
1: We've done the whole pop star thing. I think we have to lock in from Justin and Kelly now. That might be oh, our yeah, last bad pop star movie that we haven't done yet.
0: Yeah, from Justin and Kelly. I mean, we just mentioned Shazam, so there's an option. Um, yeah, Kazam. Kazam, sorry, Shazam, Kazam. I think Freddy thing. got
1: fingered would be interesting. Uh, because never that is like it. I've 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 also never seen it. But uh yeah, Howard I think we got a couple of ideas out there, but yeah, from Justin to Kelly, I think it should be the one lock.
0: Sure. As it is this time next year, whenever we do it, there'll probably be four different ones. Kill feel, that's a pretty <laughs> bad movie. Uh
1: and otherwise we're gonna have 24 and breaking bad and lost, uh breaking bad and lost coming close to ending. Uh, yeah, it's almost over, and then Noah and Nick will go into hiding for a couple of years, um, yep. or maybe they won't. Maybe you've already started bitter Call Saul and I don't know yet.
0: We, have we haven't. haven't. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> we don't want to after the effort we've lost. Uh, I'm 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 happy to just do one for the time being, <laughs> and then eventually we can look at doing more. But uh, no, I am fine just doing the uh, the one presently. It's gl- I'm glad Lost and Breaking Bad are still airing, but uh, at least I'm not having to record them every week. So yes.
1: Uh, listen to the end of this episode to find out how to follow us if you don't already and uh, pay for us if you don't already on Patreon please pay for us we work hard Ben works please. hard for this I'm, I'm just a moocher um, yep. my name is Colin and I'm sleeping on DeBrat's couch
0: and my name is Ben and shake your chi chi just shake it. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook,